brochures about our Christmas Eve service and uh, even the Before Evil Christmas party. So grab some of these. Uh, Heather, our office manager, designed them. So we've got as many as you want to take. So take some, invite your, your family, your coworkers, uh, your neighbors, just hand them this. And um, no one ever gets upset when you invite them to a Christmas Eve worship service. All right? They, they might not come, but they're not going to get upset with be risky this year. Be risky. Take some of these with you. I should be handing these out to you guys. All right. So we're continuing our series on the characters of Christmas, and I've been dressing up as different people from Christmas. And um, today we're talking about Mary. And I figured no one wants a pastor to drag. So I'm not dressing up today, because it's just bad for everybody. We don't want it. Bail Bailey might like it. No one else is going to be pleased. All right? talking about Mary. And uh, in the church, we, we honor Mary. We honor Mary for who she is and for what she's done. And in your minds, we, we picture Mary as this, this, this great uh, young lady. And she's, um, she's Caucasian, maybe with, with brown hair. We say, yep, that's, that's our Mary. That's who we've got. She was just just wonderful, and what an honor for her. What an honor for her to give birth to her state. It's not quite the whole story. The reality is this. She was not a Caucasian, as most of her patients were. She was from the Middle East, and a darker, hollow skin. She undoubtedly had jet black hair. When I was in Palestine a few years ago, I had, uh, had dinner with uh, a number of uh, college-age girls from Bethlehem Lutheran Christmas Church. That's a great name for a church, huh? Bethlehem Lutheran Christmas Church. And they all had jet black hair, except for one. Her hair was slightly less black than all the other girls. And they called her Blondie. <laughs> step for her. 
this happens, the angel visits her. Congratulations, you're going to have a kid. I imagine they have sounded like this to Mary. Blessed are you, for you will conceive a child out of wedlock in a society where that is severely frowned upon, possibly destroying your upcoming marriage. Be looked down, be looked down upon by all your neighbors. After all, who's going to believe you? And oh, by the way, with this upcoming sentence, you'll need to walk 80 miles south of Bethlehem while pregnant to have this baby. Bye. What a blessing. Would you like to be blessed like that? Thanks, God. I'll see you later. Touch up. It's tough stuff. And make no mistake about it. Mary and Jesus lived with the stigma for a long time. In John chapter 8, Jesus is debating the Pharisees. And the Pharisees say this line to Jesus. We are not illegitimate children. They said that to Jesus. And in fact, in the Greek, it's even stronger. In the Greek, they say, we Mary carried this burden all her days. Tough spot. What a blessing, huh? With such a burden, with such a blessing, Mary responds this way. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of the servant. Yeah. 
And Lord God, thank you for this gift. It doesn't feel like a gift right now. In fact, right now it feels more like a curse. But Lord, I know your promises, I know your gifts, and I know that you are with me no matter what, and that you will see me through. Have you ever had a time in the course of time? Think of a time in your life where you ask God why. Why God? Why me? Why now? Why this? It's a good question. It's also a really hard question. And oftentimes it doesn't lead to a, a good path. The better question is this. Where? God, where are you in the midst of all this? Where are you when I feel like I'm frazzled? Where are you when I feel like I can't go on anymore? Where are you when I don't know where the answers are? Where are you when it feels like there's no hope? Where are you when I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but this tunnel is really, really long, God, and I don't see the end of it? Where are you? God is where he always is. He's right next to you. He's right next to you. Carrying his cross in yours, bearing your sin upon his shoulders, and reminding you daily that he will see you through, and that your future is secure. It's good. On this Christmas season, we celebrate Advent, which is Jesus coming to his earth. But it's also time to remember that one day, one day he's coming back. And on that day, he'll put his victory over sin and death and Satan full and complete. And on that day, there'll be no more tears or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Behold, everything is new. And on that day, we'll be home. So then, God invites us to carry those blessings and curses, remembering his promises. And as we do so, God makes you a gift. God makes you a blessing to others. Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. He wrote this. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Can you imagine? The best treasure you can think of. And you're just curate and this vessel that breaks very, very easily. Super fragile. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but we are not destroyed. And we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal bodies. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. By the grace of God, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you take those burdens that you've carried, the ones that you thought there was no way out, the ones where you thought that this is it and I can't go on any longer. The ones that you made it through. God will take those burdens that you've carried. And he'll use you 
others. Some years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me about years before that, how her husband had passed away. And she was thinking about that upcoming year, and all the firsts that she'll have to experience without her husband, you know, the first anniversary without her husband, the first Christmas without her husband. And she said to her pastor, I just wish I could skip this entire year. And her pastor said to her, no, that's the last thing you want. This year is going to be the worst year of your life. And God is going to grow you so much this year. And she said to me, he was right on both counts. It was the worst year of my life. And God grew me more that year than any other year in my life. We have a blessing that feels like a curse. Mary did. And for her sake and ours, she endured that. She carried that. Literally, she carried that blessing for And through it, we have through her word, her blessing. And God has those in each of your lives. God has those instances, those occasions, those thorns in your flesh, as Paul put it sometimes, those challenges in your life, you go, Lord God, why? And this morning I want to encourage you, don't ask why. Is it the rap trail? Ask where? Where, oh God, are you in this place? He's right next to you. He's right next to you because of Christmas. Because he was born. Jesus, our Lord, life, the life.